0: Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm James, and you're listening to Gogo Easy English Podcast This podcast is for people who are studying English, but maybe find television or films a little difficult to understand. If you can't understand every word or grammar point in these episodes, then please don't worry. If you practice listening to English every day, you will naturally become able to understand what I'm saying. Let's begin. Okay. I want to talk about the seaside, or um, the beach, Uh, why do I want to talk about the seaside, oh yes it's because, believe it or not, um, it's actually still summer here in England, Uh, those of you who are listening in England will know that it doesn't look like summer, it hasn't looked like summer for the past week, two weeks, week and a half, something like that, Um, clouds, rain, temperatures of around 20 degrees you're not going to be going outside in a t-shirt put it that way so maybe I've just been uh, thinking of uh, the beach thinking of Sun trying to imagine a a warmer climate a warmer uh, environment to try and cope with the uh, Somewhat depressing uh weather that we're having at the moment, anyway, the beach uh, the seaside I remember it was always one of uh the favorite my favorite places to go uh when I was a child, and I still enjoy going there, maybe not as much as when I was a child there um, English beaches are. Quite varied. Um, you get like uh, sandy beaches, very fine sand, and then you get sort of coarse sand, and you get shells and um, large stones. And some of the sands, you get different types of sand as well. Some of it's like a very nice whitish colour, and some of it's like a more red reddy brown, um, not so nice looking colour, so uh, there are quite a few different types of beaches uh, but for me a beach, when I think of a beach it's a sandy beach, I really do like like that sort of golden sandy beach, I mean the pebble beaches, so beaches were just made up of lots of small stones and a few shells, they are pretty to look at but um not so great for relaxing on. I like to lie down on the beach when it's sunny. Uh, not today, maybe. Uh, but lying down on the uh, on the pebble beaches is a bit uncomfortable, <laughs> so you don't you don't tend to do that so much. Um, but anyway, uh, beach culture. I'd like to talk about English beach culture. I'm not. I'm, I'm guessing there's probably European countries and maybe. America has a similar beach culture and uh, Australia's beach culture is a bit different to England, I think. They've got more sunshine. Um, But I think our sort of beach culture, seaside culture, holiday-by-the-sea culture, uh, started around the Victorian era, the Victorian age. I'm going to say that's around the 1800s. But I am very bad at uh, history, unfortunately. So if you really want to know the correct date, you might want to check that yourself, <laughs> sorry. Um, anyway, yes, what was I saying about the, uh, the way it started? Mm, okay, so l- holidays weren't such a big thing a long time ago in England people just worked and worked and worked and i think they worked on the weekends and maybe at some point sunday was a holiday but uh saturday wasn't um so the the weekend holiday didn't exist i believe again i didn't i didn't do fact checking for this episode but i do think this is correct I might check after this episode and if it's um if it's wrong I'll have to delete the whole episode or something so if you're listening to this it's it's okay it's it's all right what I'm saying is true um, so people as people became more wealthy um they started to travel um for a holiday it, it became i guess sort of like fashionable to do uh Maybe some people did it to sort of show off their wealth. maybe if you had a lot of holidays in the year, people would boast about it um But it became accessible to people who were not so well off as well, not so rich and uh I believe it was quite common to travel by train um but not i mean a long time ago, cars were not that popular don't forget, so there was such a thing as like a day day out, a day sort of holiday and people could travel uh, to the beaches um, seasides of England they became like quite a popular travel destination for people looking to have sort of like a fun day out I suppose, or maybe stay a few nights there so as these places became more popular um, towns grew bigger around them Um, people built property houses uh, for people to stay in maybe some guest houses and things like that or hotels so towns became bigger and uh, entertainment was built at these places and uh, one common form of I believe Victorian entertainment is the pier which is uh, a long um, platform that stretches out into the ocean. Sort of like a bridge, but it doesn't go anywhere. You can walk out a long way, and uh, it just comes to a a dead end. Um, And at at the end of the pier, you can just look off, look off the pier? I suppose, or look out and uh, just view the sea from the end of the pier. Um, I think that's what piers were originally. But then again, some of them, well, lots of them now, have buildings on the piers, so maybe this was common back then as well. There are certainly still piers that exist that only have um, just just wood wooden floors. You can walk along, and no buildings on them. But but today, and maybe back then, uh, buildings were quite were uh, popular on piers. So, now those kind of buildings are usually full of entertainment, like a game centre. So, arcade machines and uh, so on, but I think back then they would have had like uh, performances, like some live performance, I don't know, singing, uh, maybe some comedy acts and things like that. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe even dancing in these buildings on the piers. Another um, sort of thing that's part of English seaside culture is the donkey ride and I I don't know how this started but um, it's actually in recent years I haven't seen um, donkeys so much at the beach as I used to, I used to see them more often I think. But I'm sure they still exist in some places. Um, Donkey rides, well, they're popular with children. So I remember as a child, um, there would be a person with some donkeys standing around on the beach doing nothing. And then your parents would take you up to this person and pay some money. So, that you could have a ride on one of the donkeys. So, I think they had saddles on, um, so you could sit on their backs and hold on to something. And then this person would walk with maybe two or three donkeys, all of them with children on usually, sitting on top of them, and then just walk up the beach and then just walk back down the beach. And that was your donkey ride. And uh, it's quite a popular thing. Uh, with children looking back I think it's perhaps a little dangerous I mean the height of a donkey is fra- fairly high for a child to fall from and I do I don't remember it myself but my parents told me that uh, one time this uh, the donkey I was riding started running away and uh, the man who was looking after the donkeys had to chase after this donkey Um, I think I probably just enjoyed it, and didn't really understand what was going on. But it must have been quite a funny image to see this um, donkey running down a beach, and uh, a child sitting on top of the donkey, (laughs) sitting on his back, uh, just enjoying the ride I suppose. I was just um, thinking about the... Game centers I mentioned, which seem to be in lots of piers these days, and I suppose okay, this isn't traditional um, seaside entertainment, but it's definitely current—a uh, current form, modern form of entertainment. Um, at the seaside, it is very common in you know, English seaside or British seaside. It's very common to find um, buildings that house game centers. Um, Just lots of arcade machines and those UFO machines, what are they, like crane grabbing games, they're popular as well and I don't know, all manner of uh, games and slot machines and things are uh, prevalent, are quite um, available, uh, available in large quantities. at English Seaside Resorts and uh, I should probably mention Fish and Chips quickly Um, they're popular, well they're popular all over the UK but um, at the seaside too that's quite a common thing I should imagine like you do see people buying fish and chips and then eating them on the beach Which I have done myself, Um, but if it's a windy day, all the sand flies on, flies up in the air and lands on your chips, and uh, it's not very pleasant eating sand (laughs) and chips. Anyway, um, moving on from that, uh, I wanted to mention buckets and spades because this is something another sort of old, old old-fashioned pastime that's uh, popular with children, Um, so you buy like a toy, like a plastic bucket and spade uh, for a child and they just enjoy building sand castles, just filling up the bucket with sand and uh, tipping it upside down on the beach to build a sand castle. And I remember you get like um, buckets that actually are shaped like a castle to make some more realistic-looking uh, sand castles, and uh, flags. Those were quite common when I was a child. You'd buy these little flags, um, like a little wooden stick with some pa- with a paper flag on, and just a little cheap thing, um, and just pop them, place them in the top of your. Sandcastle when you finished building it and the flags usually had like um like a Union Jack, the uh the the UK flag and uh an English flag and some other mm, flags that were probably related to England or maybe a Scottish flag or a Welsh flag or something. Okay, Maybe the last thing I want to talk about is um, windbreaks. And these seem to be... I suppose there's two things I want to talk about. These se- uh, these things seem to be less common these days, but I remember were very popular when I was a child. Um, windbreaks are um, like a set, a collection of usually wooden poles um, and some kind of material to connect all of the poles together so that when you knock them knock these poles into the ground, into the beach um, it forms a sort of wall from the poles and the material and the reason for doing this is because English weather is so amazingly good um, that it's often windy, very windy at the beach and so people erect these walls, they build these walls uh, using these windbreakers to try and stop the wind from blowing on them and making them cold. Uh, But in recent years um, small tents, like pop-up tents, tents that just jump up um, Erect themselves are becoming more popular, and I think the reason is because it's quite windy. It can be quite windy on English beaches, and also quite cold. So, uh, and let's not forget rain. Um, you can go out on a day when it's sunny, and then it starts raining unexpectedly. Um, so the advantage of a tent is that it provides shelter from the wind from all directions, from every direction. And also if it starts raining you can jump inside the tent and uh, maybe try and wait until it stops. I do remember um, eating fish and chips inside a tent uh, on the beach when it was raining. And also, it stops the wind from uh, blowing on your chips, which is a problem that I mentioned earlier. Anyway, uh, I should probably leave it there for today, as uh, we've long gone over 10 minutes by now. Uh, But I think I've mentioned uh, everything I wanted to about um, the sort of seaside experience you have. uh, And... on a beach, a UK beach, an English beach. Okay, so, as always, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Do have a lovely day, and I look forward to speaking to you again next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.